You're listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. to Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy Barbara Cameron. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Ready to splash you with a little love and laughter and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. You know, buddy, I was going to tell you something. A common phrase I'm sure we've all heard, I've heard this a lot, um, that says we shouldn't let our past define us. Have mm, you heard that? Yes, Don't I Don't let your past define mm-hmm. you. Well, our next guest is not only a friend. She's a roadie with me. I get to speak with her at big Ooh, women's conferences. Yes. She blesses me. I sit in the front row. Whenever I see her on the lineup, I'm like, I'll speak at that one. Casey's going to be there. She's that kind of friend. Like yeah. you just want to just suck up whatever you can wisdom she mm-hmm. has. But I'm going to let her jump in about how she's literally turning that saying on its head. I mean, she's just flipping it. So please welcome to the Splash Zone, Casey Van Norman. Yay! Casey, hello. Shalene, Barbara, I'm so <laughs> happy to be here. Welcome to the Splash Zone. Next time I'm yep. flying you to California. She's out on the road oh, right yes. now with her new book, Nothing mm-hmm. Wasted, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Even the cover is amazing. It looks good on my coffee table. <laughs> I mean, it's a good cover. But Casey, I love it. This, this growing up in the Bible Belt of wow. Texas, this good Christian girl mm-hmm. brought up to, you know, love Jesus, boots and horses. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> tell us, tell us what happened, the story when you were 15 years old that ultimately yeah. shifted your, um, your lens. Oh, Shalene, I just have known the Lord has been after me my whole life. There's never been a time since being, you know, really born into the church nursery, <laughs> living in the Bible belts of the world that I didn't, you know, know and, and want to know the Lord um, I just have struggled for so long questioning if he loved me back. I knew mm. I loved him, but I didn't. I mm. just wondered if he loved me back because of my home life, because of um, seeing a lot of abandonment and alcoholism and just mm. struggling really internally as a child with mm. um, this feeling that at the end of it, I would be rejected at my most honest self. I would be rejected. And so, wow. you know, those core beliefs in us are, are developed very early on in our childhood. And in our teen years, we're really just affirming, is that true or false of me? What I've been, what I've seen of love, is love a commodity? How is it exchanged? Who is showing up? What is safety? All of those things, we are putting beliefs around internally. And then our teenage years are just spent, our our mind just saying, okay, this is true or false. And so for me, Mm. I've got this big question mark of, you know, my dad's walked, and I've just never seen constancy in um, honesty and mm. the safety to feel things openly. And so, you know, but at church, all the pretty people seem to be at church. So I think if I just keep going there, maybe I'll turn out like that. And um, mm. the big thing that happened to me at 15 and, and really shifted everything for me and changed my life was that I went to a True Love Voice conference at the time in the 90s, big deal. Um, and it's a conference where they bring in these lovely boy band that look like Justin Bieber. And yes. <laughs> you walk to the front in front of these, you know, bicep pan guitar playing guys. And they say, you know, don't have sex with them until you're married. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, but I meant it. As far as 15 years old, I wanted to do whatever it meant to receive God's favor back onto my life. And if that meant being abstinent until I was married, I was willing to do it. So I wore the ring. I signed the, you know, contract. Don't mm-hmm. even get me started on that. And 
here's how that translated. God, I am making this promise mm. to you to get this love, to get this favor, to, to be fully satisfied with something that I'm just longing for of acceptance, belonging. And then uh, three months, almost to the day after that conference, I was raped and sexually molested by an older man. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so what I really want listeners to hear, and, and I write in detail about this in the book, and it is the story for so many women, mm-hmm. is, is just what happens there now internally in my heart is this message that, God, I have kept my end of the deal, yeah. but you have not kept yours. Mm-hmm. And that's devastating fallout. Mm-hmm. Because a lie is now forming into an identity. And so now I would spend the next 10 years not only in secrecy of this thing, but watching this man, watching his family succeed. Um, and Wait, this guy was still in your life? He, he was older. He's on church staff. Oh, my goodness. Stop. Oh, my And I'm a young woman. Sure. With no. Yeah. Body. No voice. You know, no, like nothing. Driving right. myself to church. I don't have a family taking me to church or speaking truth into my life. I'm just making myself, <sighs> you know, show up at the place where I think there's going to be the answers or help or something, you know. And I'm watching this man to continue to receive favor and, and not know what to do and truly believe who would believe me. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like if yeah. I even said this happened, right. no one's going to believe me. That's right. <laughs> wow. And, and, and so what I, oh, the point of that and I, why I talk about that, I, listen, I, that's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother thing because there's been so much healing in my life, so much forgiveness, but I want to speak to how, we continue to be in secrecy. If we're not dealing with our past, if we're not looking at the things that have shaped who we are and taking ownership of those with the Lord and grieving those all the way to God mm. and bringing people in and, and exposing those parts of us, they will continue to root themselves into our lives in the most dysfunctional way. And I am a a product of that. I'm the product of the fallout of that. And then the tremendous, the tremendous faithfulness and goodness of a God who keeps his promises. Mm -hmm. And he comes after you and he beats the doors down to get to you. And that's what he would do in my life. But it came. At the, um, I mean, at the cost of every single thing I thought I knew about him. Right. I, I had to get through all the the stuff, and Shalene, you, you you and I know we've been, yeah, traveling on the road together for years and, and teaching, and you've heard me tell the story, and you know how, how brutal it is and how beautiful it is. Yes. That that there really comes a time in every believer's life where he's got to become our reality. Mm. He's got to shift from this con- conceptual, subjective thing that we've made him to be, and he, he's got to become our real default position that we love more than anything else in our life. Right. And, right. and that comes through pain, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that mm-hmm. comes through uh, hardship and loss and suffering, and things have to change for us. And so in order for us that, to take ownership of that God, we've got to look back. We've got to look back to go forward, and that's why I wrote this book, because I, I want people to find such a freedom in mm. their past, mm. because we cannot separate from it. Right. I appreciate the messaging. It's pretty. I, I get what we're trying to say. I, I do believe at the end of the day, the only the only opinion that matters is God's. Amen. I don't think there's one thing we can do that compromises His love or position in Him ever. 
Um, but I also think he is a completely sovereign, holy, just God who has strategically lined up and allotted our boundaries mm-hmm. and our dwelling place, Acts seventeen twenty seven, to bring us to him. <sighs> and I think to dismiss or downplay or hold in secret any one person or experience or relationship in our life is doing a disservice to not only the glory of God, but to our future, our purpose, the meaning of our life. So we're not strung out all the time, exhausted, trying to do everything, comparing ourselves to every other girl out there. But instead, we're looking at what has God designed in my life? Who has He made me to be to do the one thing, mm. the one thing that only I can do? That's right. Mm. So oh, good. you're speaking a word to so someone. Good. The one thing those listeners right now are hearing. Yes, she's talking about us, mm-hmm. you and me, girls. Um, tell me, you you met Justin, married him in your 20s, right? Yes, early babies. Yeah, me too. Babies. I got married at 21. I saw that fine cowboy of a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an Barbara. No, he's an original Texas cowboy. Okay. I'm not even joking. Like, and this is That's what right. made her story, which I'm going to let her share right now, so beautiful to me when I first mm-hmm. met her um, years ago. Was as she shares this story and fillets herself open because humility wins. Mm-hmm. He's sitting in the front row. Mm. I'm one person away from him in the front row. So I just, right. So I I know everyone's going, what's the story, (laughs) but uh, get the book guys. It's called nothing wasted. No, just kidding. Um, But it's, (laughs) it's so beautiful because I think so often we don't get to see restoration. We don't get to see families that get redeemed. We don't get to see what forgiveness lived out looks like. We're told to forgive, to release people from the damage that was caused when they injured you or to sweep your heart each day. But we don't really see it lived out. Me as I forgive you, now stay the frick away from me. Right. Right? That's the Italian way. It's like, I forgive you, but I don't, <laughs> you're not invited here anymore. Right? So you, um, your story is so not wasted. And I love how you even talk mm-hmm. about that in your book, like how God doesn't waste your relationships. Um in yes. one of your sessions, you talked about that. And this is the most precious relationship we have. It's the bridegroom of Christ. And share with us um, about this when you met him and, and your story. Well, this is so important that we're, we're looking back because I've had to do this work in order to really believe that God's able to do more than I ever believed him to right. be because I do have that unlikely, like crazy soap opera story. Right. Uh, wait a minute. That happened, and then this happened. I mean, the reconciliation and the healing, and, and I. this is kind of the end chapter of the book, so I'm not going to give it all away, but yeah. it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, and I would have never known so this God. You know, I would have never known the ability that I have to love people without need, without mm-hmm. this, this, you mm-hmm. know, um, passive-aggressive, manipulative, create mm-hmm. chaos to keep you away from my reality, which I was master of. <laughs> <laughs> master can anybody of. feel that wow. right here? Can, <laughs> can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> oh, I've done that. Done that, girl. Oh, women. Yes. Women, we have a PhD in Oh, please. You know, yeah. what, a couple. I have what, a couple. Okay. Yeah, and Eve taught the class. Yes, I mean, she did. <laughs> She did. Yeah. Oh, you need me to help you. Oh, yeah. I see. So if I eat the fruit, you mean I can be more wise and I can help you color coordinate the seasons? You need my help. And you see, women, <laughs> we can justify our sin for the sake of God. It is that fine, fine line where the enemy plays with us. And as Christians, 
you know, that's where he wants us to get is that we're actually justifying the worst part of ourselves. We're justifying the place we're distrusting God in a religious way. We're putting a Christian spin on it because we're helping somebody. Right. And yet it's, and it can look I good. I call it, it church cheesy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. We'll put that on the Google. It's <laughs> a good word. No, but so I meet this, long story short, I meet this man. You guys have two beautiful cheesy. babies. We do. We have two babies. We, uh, he's just a wonderful, godly, saved himself for marriage. Um, and truly has amazing parents that loved him. There's not one day in his life where he's doubted if he's loved. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's not been one day in his life. Exact opposite of your life. Right. Exact opposite. So we come in, you know, just crashing wow. into one another. And I'm like, even at the altar, looking him like, I'm going to break this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so messed up, guys. I'm so messed up in love. It's always been a commodity to me. Mm. And I'm treating Justin this way. I love him, but I'm only loving him to the extent that I feel loved by God. And that's how we all love. Mm. We only love to the degree that we feel loved by God. Wow. That is so good. good. Did you get that? Yeah, I did. We only love... I can only give love to someone with the yeah. degree that I feel loved by God. I feel loved by God. Ooh, that, wow. that is so true. I learned that because I, even in my my marriage, after five years, after being leaders in the church together and having this man who was a great father, having two babies, we had a, a new home. He worked hard. We had all the things. I had the Pottery Barn rugs. I mean, it was not a part of my life that you would look at and go, oh, that's hard for her, or, or oh, that's, you know, that's a struggle. No, I had a great life. I had a great life, and I was willing to even compromise that to keep the lie. See, I had put so much time and energy and resources into this, this lie, and I loved the lie. It was comfortable. Mm-hmm. I knew it, and the lie mm-hmm. was at the end of the day, Justin was going to leave me too, like everybody, as every other man had. Mm-hmm. And the lie was, at the end of the day, if I really told him how many men I'd been with, how many times I'd gotten high, um, how many times I'd compromised that he would lead to. Mm. He, he knew about the rape. He knew about the, the big life-changing moments, but he did not know about those all fine, subtle things where I'd compromised along the way that I was the offender. And uh, because of that, when, a, when another man in the church began to pursue me, it was just, I was so prime and ready. I was in such a weakened, depleted state because Justin, he, he's loving me from a full tank. Right. He's loving me to the extent that he's been loved. I'm loving from a deficiency. I'm loving from need. I'm loving from fill me, give me something, you know, mm. be something to me that I need. And because no human is able to be that, come on. And I've got a completely unfair false expectation on my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I am then that no man it, can meet. Just, by the way, no mm-hmm. man can meet no that expectation, right? Yeah, and that's why you know we're holding this 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 lie secret. With just we're just so prime and ready for the attack. We are so we say we will never do that, and then we're just we're the girl that would do that, and so. In my own life, that looked like the fallout through an adulterous relationship with my best friend's husband. Mm-hmm. We're leaders in the church. We are in each other's lives, um, and in so many um, innocent ways, we're just we're just friends. We're sincere 
true friends. We're having our babies at the same time. We're our kids are in school together. We're living this life, and um, but we're so busy doing the things of God that we are missing Him. Mm-hmm. And I would find myself here three years into this cover-up, three years into an affair, not knowing the girl that is looking back at me in the mirror. I don't know her anymore. Right. I am literally, sin is killing me from the inside out. My hair is falling out. My teeth are turning yellow. I'm, I'm losing weight dramatically. I've got all kinds of stomach problems. I would find out later, um, just two years later, that I actually had stage four cancer. I had tumors growing in my abdomen. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that was not just a call. I mean, it's genetic and all that. I had cancer. I'm a survivor. I went through three years of chemotherapy. But all of it's related. The, the Hebrew word for life that that God uses to develop our fullness of life and the freedom we want as a believer, it's a three-part scenario. It's a social, physical, and physiological integration of eternity. It means that all of those three things are firing and clicking at one time in an integrated way with the spirit of who God is, not who will be just forever, but in the here and now we're living eternally. And so any one of those things is divided or separated we're not experiencing the fullness of the life that Jesus has given us. And it's affecting, it's affecting us. So our sin is meant to affect us. Our sin is meant to kill us all. God right. does not, he does not let us sin successfully. It's how you know you're a Christian. Mm. If you're not sad about your sin, you're not a Christian. Mm. You might be in sin for a long time. It may take three years, six years to get to the end of it, for that sifting to occur, for it to have its way, because it's the only thing powerful enough to kill its own self off. And mm-hmm. I had to get to that end. I had to get to the end of my resources completely depleted. Tried everything. That, you know, went to the concert, bought the T-shirt, and that's where he would take me at the end of this affair, that it would it would blow up. What my happened? Best friend found How the did phone. that blow My up? best friend found the phone record. Let me tell you, I begged for the courage to confess, and I was a, I was weak. I was weak and a wimp, and I couldn't do it. So you got and caught. God brought, got caught. Praise the Lord, I got caught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was awful. It was awful. It was everything you would think would happen. Right. Um, in the way of our church has to leave. Mm-hmm. We, you know, everything's so integrated with our spaces. You know, we shop at the same grocery store. We get our gas at the same pump. We... Our kids go to same school, so there's all uh, layers, right. layers and layers of years of, of cleanup here, but and consequences of this choice. Right. But here's what's beautiful, and Shalene knows this part of the story, and here's yeah. what changed my life, and why I write the book, and why I hold my head high. And listen, I hope I hope a sister hears me. There is a difference between conviction and condemnation. Let's go. Mm. And I want some conviction. Mm-hmm. I want to be different. I want to be spiritually mature. I want to obey Jesus. I really do. But from a place that is not living at all in condemnation, I do not live in shame. Do I have regrets? Yes. Do I have healthy guilt when I disobey the Lord or I'm making choices that do not fully trust Him? Absolutely, I want mm-hmm. that. But condemnation is the lie of the enemy. Yes, right. That mm-hmm. we Shame are not off you. worth That's right. it. Mm-hmm. That we are not worth it. And Jesus is going, wait a minute. I went to a cross for you. Mm. I went to death 
for you. I bled your blood. I died your death. I didn't just put your sin over here. I absorbed it into myself, and I put you in a position of authority in my kingdom. I adopted you as my child. This is already finished. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to fix yourself or clean yourself up. You are my beloved, mm-hmm. and I have given you the rights of eternity. Now, if you would just believe that more often, you would have fullness of life. You would have the freedom that the church is talking about, and you would let everybody off the hook because you'd be so satisfied in me. And that, when my husband looked me in the eyes, when I had nothing to offer him, mm. when my hands were empty and I had prostituted myself out, and his words to me are, Casey, I don't know how to not love you. Wow. <sighs> Have you ever heard? No. I'm just saying, I get emotional every time I talk about it. I want you to know it's so real because I do tell the story a lot. And I love it so much because it is the picture of what Jesus is mm-hmm. saying to us every day. That's right. I don't know how I not don't to love you. know how to not love you. And you can come at me with hands empty having prostituted yourself out to lesser loves all day long, and I'm still going to choose you. Hmm. That's beautiful. I think what made her story, I've heard stories of women who've had Mm. affairs, men Mm. have had affairs on their wives. But why, for me, I wanted her in the Splash Zone and I wanted to share her with our Splash family is, the first time I heard her share the story, I'm sitting one person away from her husband. Mm. And this is a man that has not even a body language that's negative towards her. His love for her, his forgiveness was her, kept no record, Mm -hmm. no record. And so I'm watching him the whole time she's sharing this. I'm watching his face. And I wish I could let you see this, Barbara, and those of you listening. It's what true forgiveness looks like. It's Mm -hmm. what Jesus said to Telestai. Mm -hmm. He goes, it's finished. It's finished. Like he lets her share this story Mm -hmm. so he can boast all the more in who he's in Mm -hmm. love with, which is his savior. Mm -hmm. He's going to boast. He has such a love relationship with God that he can love her through something Mm -hmm. that's so unlovable. Like I want to smack you when I first heard that. What do you mean your best friend, Casey? Get over here. My Italian self was coming out, right? And I'm like, then I'm looking at her husband, Mm -hmm. the most intimate relationship on earth. And he is fully redeemed. Mm. And it was the most mm. beautiful thing. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that this is real. Mm-hmm. This is a real full. This isn't like I want a book deal. So honey, suck it up. We're going to make a bunch of money on this book and talk about the story kind of thing. Because you wouldn't yeah. share this kind of stuff. Right. She is, right. you have a full new nature. I didn't know you then, but you can't fake this. I mean, I was right. a Hollywood producer. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's so beautiful to actually have pictures of people that go, I suck and need a savior. I've fallen away of like, like you're talking about Eve earlier. It's like, I'm going to live independently of what God's design is for me. I'm going to live independently of that and eat the tree. Um, We've all eaten the tree. It all looks different. You can call it a fairy, Mm -hmm. call it alcoholism. For me, you can call it food, call Mm -hmm. it whatever you want. But you are living Mm -hmm. independently and sin is sin. And we put different levels on it because Mm -hmm. we go, well, hey, I've never had an affair or, hey, I've never been drunk or, hey, I never molested anyone or, hey, I've never been to prison. But, hey, 
you've fallen short of the glory of God and the wages of that sin is death. And that's why he sent his son. And that's why we can boast all the more in a story like this. Mm. It's so, so beautiful. Mm. Ah, it's so beautiful. And you're so brave. I just Mm. see when you are courageous, you can't have shame on you. Mm -hmm. They can't live together. Mm-mm. Shame and courage don't live together. Right. And your courage has not only allowed you to, and, and, and she's got teenage daughters. How old are your daughters now? Emma Grace and Lake, right? Yeah, Emma Grace is almost 15. Lake, my son, is 12. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Your boy and girl, yes. And yeah, boy and girl. You, they yeah, know yes, the story. I mean, they're old they enough do. to read, girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They, and they, yes, they knew that they know the story. And Shalene, I just thank you for say, telling me that. I did not know that <laughs> story is just shaking me. Truly, I'm trembling right now just to think of Justin and the what you said. I will never forget that his posture, there was not one, you know, posture in him or nonverbal. Of, um, but it was just so, he truly, truly. No, that's why I'm saying, like, you're not lying about that. Like, he truly, no, no I, actor could be that good. I'm watching him. Like, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm staring at him. See, he doesn't just love you here on earth. Justin loves you so much that he cares about you hearing well done at the end of your life. Mm. So whatever you have to do to get through that. And it was just such a beautiful picture. And he loved her enough. Remember in Francis's book? um, You and me forever. You and me forever. That one part where they had talked about um, how uh, the, the most important thing for Francis was to always point Lisa to God. Right. To always be there and just encourage her. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And uh, it's so powerful for us to take that. And and I know this is not every woman's story. Sure. And, but, I, I mean, I think, I just think what I want women to hear, all of us to hear as, as the church, is when we can step into... Um, just trusting God totally, <laughs> if we can really, really trust Him, if we can really love people without condition, without qualifiers, if we can believe that our most honest self will will truly purify us <laughs> and lead us into this whole way of living, we can really start doing the church the way that Jesus intended us right. to do the church and our that experiential love. It's mm-hmm. all we need. We don't have to walk around, you know, preaching scripture to everybody right. and telling everybody what they need to be doing and fixing everybody. It's not our job. No. It's not our job to save everybody. No. It is our job to love everyone the way that Christ has loved us and to let that love offer a level playing field with every single person we encounter. That we are just at the foot of the cross. There is no more level ground. And we're just all standing at the foot of the cross in need of a Savior, in mm. need of Jesus. And when we love that way, oh man, it opens up the floodgate, and people want to be a part of what we have. They want to be a part of that, not because we're the fix, right. not because we have our life together, you know, not because we have all the answers, but because it's that love of Jesus is so full. It is so good. It doesn't you know, our desires in Jesus, they're not just, they're not just tamed, they're satisfied. Mm. And we can spend our whole life as Christians trying to 
function at surface level and try to like mediate our sin and put one thing over here only to replace it with another thing and you know say we've forgiven this person but we're still looking for people to have pity on us and we're still talking about it and we're still rehearsing it in our head 20 years later so that's not forgiveness no there's more for us I love there's more for us yeah. and I, I love the picture you know that you did describe about her husband Justin and uh, you know we do have men that listen to our splash Yes, podcast. Yes. And so I think for the men out there too, it's mm. um, such a, a kind of an awakening too of, of uh, just for men to see how much, you know, we as women look up to our husband and want so much for our husbands to lead and to love us unconditionally. Mm. And um, I think you showed us that this morning. Uh, and I just, I love that picture. Because I know a mm. lot of women out there would love to have a husband yeah. that just loved them like Christ loved the church. Mm. Yeah. But see, yeah, we need you. to be able to offer. See, the reason why Justin, her husband, can give that kind of love to Casey isn't because he's some superhuman. No. It's because his love with God mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. full. Like you were talking about, he's a full right. tank. It's so full. He goes to God. Right. He goes spend solitude with him. He's got his own relationship aside and apart from his wife and children. Right. And so when crap happens, when the storms of life hit us, mm-hmm. cancer, affairs, um, mm-hmm. diagnoses, mm-hmm. bankruptcies, mm-hmm. prison, whatever the heck it is, put your blank in there. He had reserve. And that's mm-hmm. what my desire is with this tank is it's like you can't love without the love of Christ in right. you. We're just not capable right. of doing We're it. Not. And it's like, that's what Splash Podcast yeah. is about, is that the love of Christ would well so much up mm-hmm. in us that it would splash over onto everyone around you. And I'm sitting next to this guy, and I just met him, mm-hmm. his wife. I just meet her. She's up on stage. And I'm watching him, and he's literally splashing me mm-hmm. with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know him. I think women are always looking for their husbands to be Jesus or right. looking for the man yeah, to not your be savior. Jesus. Not, not your, your savior. savior. Not never going to be. Yeah. No, but he it's is. It's true. Uh, yeah. But when you are walking, when men that are listening, when you're yeah. walking with the Lord, you can That's lead right. your home in a way that literally pulls your wife there, That's whether right. she's following That's you or not. Because right. right. you're one, yeah. you're going to pull her butt there to That's the cross. Right. That's right. It just takes one of you to fix your eyes on it and they'll just yank the other girl like a magnet. Mm. It's so beautiful. Ah, oh, you guys have to get this book, Nothing Wasted. I'm actually going to give away a copy of it. Okay. Hopefully you'll sign one and send it to me. I want to buy it and I, I will give it away to a listener. We'll do some fun giveaway on the show. But you have a whole curriculum with it. I mean, I was oh, blessed wow. with this whole curriculum. I'm looking for it, Casey. I got to tell you this funny story. I'm looking for it before the show today. And Brooke took it back to college <laughs> with her, my 21-year-old. <laughs> She got, she's like, she took it. I go, Brooke, do you have nothing wasted? Yeah. She goes, yep. And I got the workbook and the CD. I got everything. <laughs> so it's in Lynchburg, yes. Virginia right now, ladies and gentlemen. But I would love, um, yes. I bought a book and I, I don't know if I can get it signed. But anyway, I, I'm going to see Let you nothing actually. Nothing of our life be wasted. That nothing, nothing of our life, life be wasted. wasted. God doesn't right. waste. I love oh, how you love say that. intercession. She talks about how God doesn't waste your relationships, your regret, your pain, your mm. nature. Um, your confession. He mm. doesn't waste it. Right. Don't let God be the hero of the story. But when we conceal it and hide it, Satan grows there. That's right. He will just thrive there. But the moment it's open and you see it in your ministry that you're doing when mm. you speak to these women afterwards, women are just packed around her book line. Cause guess what? They got crap too. We yeah, all have crap right. guys. 
That's why we need a savior. Ah, so good. Barbara, Jillian, yes. thank you. You have blessed me so much. I'm sending you guys signed copies of everything. I want you to give away. So <laughs> we might keep yeah. one of them, but <laughs> I'm sending multiple. I want you oh. to have everything you need. I'm so grateful to be your sister. Well, I and hope I'm to meet so... you in person one day, Casey. Yes. For sure. Give you a big hug. Podcast. I love it so much. Thank you for all you do. Love y'all. Well, thank you for being a part. And thank you all for listening. Please drop us a line on one of our platforms. And until then, remember, you can't waste a splash. So just (laughs) jump in. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.